Hey everybody, welcome to Breaking Cinematic Universes. I am Trevor and joined as always by my partner in crime, the Bucky to my Captain America, the Robin to my Batman, the Korg to my Thor? Yeah, that works. Or Meek to Korg, either way. Either way. <laughs> I was going to call you Valkyrie, but I don't feel like that fit. Uh, Patrick. Yeah, she's pretty cool. Oh, yeah. awesome. She's the new queen of Valkyrie. That's right. That's right. Very fitting. Very fitting. I thought that was a pretty cool handoff. I mean, Thor is busy with the the Asgardians of the Galaxy, so uh, 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 yeah, why not? What? They're not the Asgardians. Okay, let's not get on to with me and Thor. Okay. Uh huh. I I cosplay as Star Lord, so I have a love hate relationship with Thor. Yeah. Of course, um, of course. I thought that, just great interaction with that with that group, though. Oh yeah, I absolutely love, love it. Especially yeah. at the end when it was like. Uh, I'm the captain. Of course. Of course. Of course you are. <laughs> we all know who the captain is. Uh, me. <laughs> yeah. I think you guys so with knives. <laughs> God, and I, I absolutely love, by the way, um, we, we talk about this a lot, but the characters that changed considerably from the comics to the MCU, but in a good way, we talked about Drax. Mantis is another one. So different, so different than she is in the comics, but I absolutely love her in the in the movies. Oh, absolutely. So yeah. on this week's show, we've, we've done a lot of talking about the MCU. Mm-hmm, we've mm-hmm. done a lot of talking about the DCEU. We haven't touched on the Sony Spider-Verse. And that's really going to change this week. Yep. We're going to dive in. We're going to talk about uh, Sony because a lot of, you know, a lot of people know what's on the horizon. Some people may not. Some people uh, may not realize, you know, we won't get too deep into the legal, but uh, uh, the quick, quick and dirty of it is Sony is leasing back to Marvel the rights to use Spider-Man in the MCU, but Sony has the rights to do other things with Spider-Man and they have contract negotiations that say what they can and cannot do. And essentially, Sony is building up their uh, their universe around anything that they can other than Spider-Man, any Spider-Man property that doesn't have the web shooters in it. Yeah. And and that is, you know, a good thing. The Mm -hmm. one rumor that has been circulating since the blockbuster success of Into the Spider-Verse has been, will they do that IRL in real life? Will they do a live action Spider Verse movie? I I don't know Spider Verse. I'd like to see a live action Miles movie. Um, whether or not it's 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 the multiverse aspect of it, um, I'd love to see a Miles movie. Um, if I were if I were Sony, if I were Marvel, I would give it a little bit more time with um, with Tom Holland as Spider Man because he said it. He he said he's in it for the long run. I, I would say give him a couple more movies before you introduce Miles. That way he has a a mentorship with that character, or at least, um, you know, if you want to continue it that way, which I think is a, is a really great way to do it. But we'll, we'll see that you could, you could do Miles without Parker. Now that we know Miles, you could do a Miles uh, story without uh, Peter Parker at all, at least in the first movie. And I think it would work. So my one big, my one big disappointment into yeah. a Spider-Verse movie. And I believe there's a deleted scene of it. Of them referencing or having 
Andrew Garfield and or Tobey Maguire in some way, shape or form involved. Yeah, I, I heard about it. I don't know if they if they got to it um, or like how far that went. I know that was in that was in in discussion. Uh, I think it were I think it would have been hilarious. Um, I don't know. I don't know how far they got with it, but it would I think it would have been hilarious. A nice little nod. It would have been a nice like after after credits. Um, I don't know. Like I said, I don't know how far they got. I don't know if anything was recorded, but um, how cool would it be to have uh yeah, to have all three, uh, you know, Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield and Tom Holland all together in this Spider-Verse movie. It would have been cool. So my biggest thing mm-hmm. and the biggest rumor that's out there is they want to do some form of live action Spider-Verse with Holland, with Maguire, with Garfield. Mm. And I think it could be cool because they could reenact that famous cartoon scene with the three pointing oh. at each other. <laughs> that would be funny. That would be funny. I mean, it, to me, even if to me, cameos. I look at it as, even if it's as a cameo, I would do it as a cameo. Because if I was going to do a live action Spider Verse movie, uh, I would. I may do that as like a brief cameo, but I'd focus in. I'd focus in on Miles. I think Spider Gwen has taken off in a way that I don't think a lot of people realize she'd take off. Um, I, I would. I would hone in on those three characters if I were. If I were Sony and if I were Marvel, I think that's your that's your core um, to to go forward. But yeah, it'd be it would be a funny uh, a cameo with the three of them pointy fingers at each other. But the thing we need in the MCU, mm-hmm. and this is Spider Man related, the thing we need in the MCU is Deadpool and Spider-Man. Yes. Besties. Like besties, even if Spider-Man doesn't want it. (laughs) Oh, he won't. Oh, it'll be so, um, so awkward. Not awkward. Um, I'm trying to think of the word and it's not coming to, to it's when somebody forces you to do something you don't want to do. Um, well, I have a lot of, not safe for work words for that, but yeah, I mean, non-consensual. Yes. I mean, the I guess it would be way, so yeah. non-consensual between those oh, two. Oh, sure. Yeah. And it would be so awkward because it, it, just by Deadpool's, like, I'd love to see Spider-Man in Deadpool 3. Yeah. That'd be, that would be fun. I mean, it's, it's all about, I mean, at this point, it's all about contract negotiations. Unfortunately, um, Marvel still has to contend with Sony if they want to use Spider-Man and Marvel has to contend with Universal if they want to use Hulk or Namor. Um, so it's a, it's, it's this weird thing where Marvel should have all the rights. Marvel should be able to produce this amazing content, but they're held back, uh, by, old contracts that they signed years and years ago before Marvel cinematic universe, before Marvel studios, before any of this, before they thought it was going to be actually a a good idea and profitable. Um, They licensed it off and these companies will not let go of it. Uh, So unless, unless Disney decides to buy out Sony and uh, universal um, we're stuck with contract negotiations right now. And you know, it's going to work. I feel like before we know it, we're going to have Deadpool and Spider-Man on the big screen together. If, if, if big screens are even a thing after, uh, you know. Uh, yeah, I, I, I've said it before, uh, but I, it really feels like to me after the latest news of Mulan being, uh, delayed indefinitely. And by that I had to like correct people. I'm like, that doesn't mean it's never coming out. That means they don't have a definitive date. Um, so, 
when it's when I heard that and I'm still waiting for, I mean, we had venom, uh, venom two was delayed. Morbius was delayed. Uh, black widow was delayed. Uh, I'm waiting for wonder woman and all these others to be delayed again because these companies won't put these movies out on streaming. And I think that if the companies aren't going to embrace streaming right now, they're not going to have a market share a year and a half or two years from now because people, unless you have a giant property, I guess maybe the Marvel movies may be one of the only ones to do it. Unless you have a giant property like that, people would rather watch Netflix, Amazon, HBO, whatever your your platform is. People would rather stream. They're, we're comfortable with that. Um, Trolls, I know I mentioned it before, Trolls made a ton of money. Trolls made more money than they expected it to make on streaming. Invisible Man made more money than they expected it to make in the box office in streaming. So the we we have to evolve, especially right now. Uh, otherwise, companies like Netflix, Amazon, HBO, those companies will take the rest of the share of viewership, and uh, and Hollywood as we know it will be reshaped. No, if it hasn't already. No, I think yeah. it has. I mean, even Warner Brothers is talking yeah, about yeah. Uh, Tenant, the new Christopher Nolan uh, property. Would, yeah. Yeah, they need to release that. They need to release it streaming. Um, this is not the time because because we can't get our act together. This is not the time to uh, to wait um, for for theaters because we don't know when they're going to open. Um, well, even, I know I'm, even I, that mm-hmm. dude. Um, aren't the theaters fighting back against Universal because they release trolls? On streaming? Well, because Universal said that after the, the success of Trolls, Trolls didn't do it for them, but because Trolls was so successful, Universal said, going forward, we're going to release in the theaters and we'll release um, uh, streaming at the same time. And AMC and, and Cinemark and a bunch of others said, okay, well, we're just not going to cover uh, carry your movies anymore <laughs> if you're going to do that. And that's probably the biggest mistake those theater chains are ever going to make because that's going yep. to sink them. Exactly. Exactly. This this is not the time to uh, um, to to play the political game. Um, this is the time for everyone to adapt uh, to to the the COVID verse, if you will, uh, and what we're having to deal with now. Which means everything should just be released streaming. Give me uh, twenty dollar twenty dollars uh, for twenty four hours. I think is a good standard for that. Uh, from what I've seen, just give me a twenty dollar twenty four hour rental, and then I will I will rent the heck out of some of these movies. No, and I mean, I think, I think if this goes too far into twenty twenty one, I think you're going to see Black Widow go on streaming. I think you're going to see Ghostbusters go on streaming, and I'm not going to lie to you. If it's twenty bucks for twenty four hours, you'll know where to find me for a day straight, watching that movie over and over and over and over again. And then renting it the neck the couple days later or the next weekend, yeah, that's what happens. That's what happened with uh, uh, that's what happened with streaming movies that are com- coming out right now. People are so starved for content. I can't tell you how many people I see on Facebook and other places saying, "Hey, I'm binge watching this and I'm almost done. What's next?" Because people want content. People don't have the big uh, Hollywood movies coming out the way that they used to because of COVID. So you have to adapt. And the way to adapt is put those things on streaming, put Black Widow on streaming, put Mulan on streaming, make the money. If anything, recoup the money 
uh, you're, you're, I think they'd be, they would not only, they would be profitable. I think that they're worried they're not going to be profitable. Honestly, um, I, I, if I were them, I'd do, uh, I'd do Black Widow for, uh, and, and Mulan for 20 bucks, do it for three months, then put them on Disney plus because you want, or maybe two months, then put them on Disney plus that gives you more reason to go to Disney plus because there are a lot of people who've unsubscribed from that because there have, there hasn't been the new content that they want. Uh, and they'll unsubscribe from that and they'll grab something else. So that's what you have to do to move forward. Dude, look at Netflix studios. Yeah. Netflix studios is putting out summer blockbuster style movies Mm -hmm. on Netflix. Yeah. And it's going to continue that way. They're just going to get better and better. And the more people are going to watch them because the, because Hollywood is basically shut down. So, well, I mean, look at extraction, Mm -hmm. look at six underground, um, just to name a couple, Red Notice, which was put on hiatus due to COVID, uh, but that was the Rock and Ryan Reynolds. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's insane the movies that Netflix are putting out, and it's a big enough budget. And the the what's happening, what's happening in there, and I promise we'll get back to Spider Man here in a minute. But what's happening is that uh, subscriptions and uh, and what they refer to as like software as a service or subscriptions as a service, that's the new normal. Instead of waiting and, and putting out the big hotness for someone to, to maybe go to the theater three or four times a year uh, for, for the big movies, they want someone to pay every month uh, throughout the year uh, and maybe a small maybe a smaller amount than they would each time. But what happens there is you get more people to buy in. If you're, if you're charging $10 a month uh, or $12 a month or whatever it is, and you're, you're having, you're charging them for a year as opposed to $20, uh, 20 or $25 every three months, people look at that and say, or I mean, overall that's more, that's more expensive, but every month it's easier to eat that, uh, eat that subscription shutters. Like I think $5, um, Disney plus is still like seven bucks. So that's really easy to, to budget or to not even remember that you have a subscription for. And that's what these companies are banking on. They're expect they're banking on the, the, price to be attractive enough for you to say, well, yeah, I'll subscribe to that and I'll watch it whenever I want. Um, that's not to be confused with companies like, uh, like Hulu. Hulu is, you know, more premium in my opinion, where I think Netflix, I'm still paying like $14 or whatever it is. Um, where Hulu, I think, uh, well, actually you got regular Hulu and then you have Hulu live. That's what I'm confused. Yeah. Any of the live subscription ones I put in a different category, but your regular Hulu, your regular Netflix, they're not that bad. And Amazon Prime, if you're already an Amazon Prime member, you've got Amazon shows. So everyone's moving towards that. And Hollywood still, it hasn't clicked for them that that it's okay to not have a giant blockbuster movie make a billion dollars. You can put out an amazing movie and not have the cha-ching of a billion dollars, but you have everyone still watching it. Um it's it's not the sizzle that they want. No, and that's the biggest problem with the movie studios is the studios want to make that big money because they're putting these big budgets behind them. Mm-hmm. And like I said, Netflix, like even Peacock, Peacock just came out. Yeah. And Peacock has a completely free option. So you get uh, so it's it's uh, free, but with like ads or something like that. Pretty much, right? yeah, yeah. It's kind of yeah. like the, it's kind of like if you get the Travel Channel app on your TV or device, the 
three yeah. channel app same thing it's free i don't think there's a paid option for those but there it is free for peacock but yeah back to spider-man because well, let's talk about spider-man 10 minute deep dive on <laughs> so it's spider-man we, we have upcoming sony movies like i said some people know about these some people don't if you listen to our show, you know about some of these, but we're going to go we're going to go further in. The two that are on the radar immediately are Morbius and Venom Two. And I was trying to get confirmation. Do you did that uh, did that subtitle from for Venom? Did that get confirmed? Because the rumor was that it was Venom. Let there be let there be carnage. I was heard carnished unleashed. Carnage. Yeah, so I'm I'm still waiting. I so if I go to uh, if I well if I go to uh, Wikipedia it has it on there and you know Wikipedia is obviously never wrong but IMDb actually has it on there too so I guess this was recently updated Venom Let There Be Carnage is uh, allegedly the name for this uh, I have heard and this is by the way if you didn't know Andy Serkis directed this movie really so, no I knew that That's, yes that, is that his directorial debut. No, no, he he's done he's done a few other movies. I think he did uh, Planet of the Apes. Um, uh, but, um, Matt Reeves, double check that now. Uh, he was in Planet of the Apes, but he, uh, I know Matt Reeves directed one uh, of them. He he did Breathe, uh, Mowgli, Legends, uh, Legend of the Jungle. That was one of the big ones. He also he did a TV movie and he did a movie called Breathe. I knew it wasn't his directorial debut, um, but I would say I think this is the largest movie because Mowgli was um, Netflix only. Right? I wouldn't. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I, I I was trying not to say the word flop, but it kind of was a flop. Uh, yeah, it was Netflix. Well, the problem is, um, it came out right as John Favreau's Jungle Book came out. Yes, yes, because because there is because the words Jungle Book is 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 trademarked, but Mowgli's story is not because it's in public domain. Similarly, uh, Sleeping Beauty and The Little Mermaid are in the public domain now, but people recognize them as Disney properties so much. Um, so yeah, Venom. Let there be carnage is the is the title for this. For um, and this, I I can't remember when this this wrapped shooting. Uh, February in at least February, if not earlier than that. Uh, it it so we're in post production. It's all it's all visual effects at this point. Uh, if I were them, I would I would be releasing this uh, digitally, but they have delayed it. Uh, they've also delayed Morbius, so those movies are not coming out. Um, they were supposed to both come out in 2020, by the way, and they're both uh, they're both delayed. Jeez. And yeah. Morbius, mm-hmm. Morbius is the one I'm honest to God. Like I had when I went into Venom, mm-hmm. I went into it with almost a Fantastic Four reboot level of expectations. Okay, and that you thought it was going to be terrible. Because I thought Fantastic Four was going to be terrible, and it was. Yes, I did not think it was going to be good at all. Yeah, um, yeah. I would because I felt like they butchered his origin based on the um, the trailer. I would I would say so. Uh, it was it's a good movie, but yeah, they they totally did. So when I saw the trailer for Morbius, I had a little more mm-hmm. optimism. Yeah, they're they're respecting the material a little bit more than Venom. And I will say one thing about uh, I, I, I hate saying this, but the Topher Grace Venom had the origin uh, pretty dead on. 
but obviously he didn't look right as Eddie Brock and he didn't look right as Venom. And in this case, I would say uh, Tom Hardy looks right in in the character of Brock and, and Venom looks great, but the origin just isn't there. And that's because contractually they couldn't use Spider-Man. And going into that, I'm like, how do you tell Venom's story without Spider-Man? Eddie Brock style. If you're telling talking about Eddie Brock, how do you tell Eddie Brock's story without including Peter Parker? That's just weird. Yeah, it's like having J. Jonah Jameson without Peter Parker. Yeah, I don't, I don't, yeah. And the movie was still good. It wasn't bad. Um, there were some parts that I feel like were lacking that were disappointing, but it was nowhere near as bad and disappointing as Spider-Man 3 um, in regards to, to Venom. I think Spider-Man 3... If you watch that now and you watch it just for like the Sandman portions, it's not bad. But everything else in that movie is just terrible. No. and Listen, Brass Texas, Topher Grace, they wanted somebody equal in size to Tobey Maguire. Yeah, and that's not that's not how Eddie 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 Brock. And if you listen to, uh, to interviews with by um, the way, that's like with uh, Flash Thompson Hindu. Yeah, it, I I don't care about that. Um, I don't care about that as much. Hashtag Joe Man, uh, Manginello is still the best Flash. <laughs> He's good. He's good. But to to me, to me, the 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 whole idea of Eddie Brock and 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 Todd McFarlane's talked about this a lot. The idea for Venom was he they they wanted someone that is in any way, shape, and form, faster, stronger, larger, everything than Spider-Man. Uh, he's not only bigger, he's faster. It's like that, does, that doesn't even compute. It was supposed to be something that, you know, Peter Parker had to outsmart this thing mm-hmm. that was that was in every way his, uh, you know, uh, better than him. Eddie Brock was supposed to be bigger than Eddie Brock was supposed to be uh, a decent sized guy. And then, and then he got angry from, from being, I think the, the animated series did a great job with this. He gets, he gets fired because of Parker. He starts hitting the weights. He gets even bigger and then, and then Venom comes in. So he's, you're already putting the symbiote on someone who's probably, you know, got 60 or 80 pounds on Parker. And then you put the Venom symbiote on him and he is, you know, probably what 400 pounds at that point well it's it's insane no and you know it's just one of those things where it's like i don't know it it, it's hard for me to explain it's yeah i think tom hardy character wise was Mm -hmm. a little bit of a dope eddie brock was a little more calculated in the comics and in the cartoons Sure. Like he had his dopey moments where you're like, okay, I'm, how, how is he, you know, how is he outwitting Spider-Man? But then you think yeah. about it and it's not really Eddie Brock solo outwitting Spider-Man. Yeah. It's Eddie Brock with the symbiote outwitting mm-hmm. Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Hive mind. By the way, I was way off on the, on the poundage there. Uh, he is listed as 2,751 pounds. Jesus. Yeah. Because yeah, we're it's yeah. So and, and you're 100 percent right though. We're talking about Eddie Brock's mind and the symbiote's mind as a as a collective, as you know, in the symbiotic relationship working together. And this is an ancient symbiote that has not only has uh, all this amazing knowledge, it has knowledge of Peter Parker 
because it was bonded with Peter Parker. So it has all of the knowledge uh, that of not only what Peter Parker did with him, but also it, it had connected to Parker as a symbiote. So it, you know, kind of extracted information from his brain. So we're talking about something that is considerably smarter. So Spider-Man has to has to outwit something that should be smarter than it too. I didn't even think about that. No, and it has he has to outwit something that knows him. Yes. As you said personally. Yeah. So yeah. it knows his moves. It yeah. knows his tendencies. And the venom that we saw CGI wise in mm-hmm. Venom was I think the closest thing to what Venom is? I think so. Um, I think so. Which is what, which is the thing that I liked about it. And Eddie and uh, and Tom Hardy's performance was was great as per usual. He was he was great. So yeah, yeah. That, that no last scene in Venom is still my favorite. Yeah, in the uh, the little bodega. You're gonna walk. Oh yeah, like some headless, or faceless, armless, legless thing, just rolling like a bird in the wind. I wish I wish they hadn't put it in the trailer because it was in the trailer. If it wasn't in the trailer, I would have, I would have, oh, I would have been even more excited. But here's that. the thing, dude. I thought they were going to leave yeah. it out of the movie. You thought it was going to leave it out. Yeah. Yeah. And then it happens in the end. I'm like, okay. And, and I like yeah. how that scene played out because it showed kind of the respect between Eddie and the symbiote. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, when he let him, he let him take over for a minute. He's like, "All right, you do, you handle this, and we'll come back." Yeah, yeah. and that's. But here's the other issue I have with Venom. Venom early on was a villain, and for the most part of his career, against Spider-Man is a villain. For the most part, yeah. It hasn't yeah. been until recently that he's become a bit of an anti-hero. Um, when he bonded with Flash Thompson, mm-hmm. Agent Venom. Yeah. So yeah, I was trying to remember when that when that was in timeline. We say recent; that's relatively recent. And what are we talking? Was that fifteen years ago? That's still recent in comparison. I mean, but. dude, you list, you read comics more than I do. I'm not even. I've never made bones about the fact I was really yeah. a comic book guy. I'm a comic book movie guy. Sure, sure. It's been nine years, by the way. I thought it'd been longer, but yeah, it's that's relatively recent. And it, you're you're exactly right, though. Venom has been Venom has been more of a of a of a villain. And when he did team up with Parker, it was it was because there was something huge going on, uh, like uh, like Carnage, where it it was bigger than it was bigger than Venom, and Venom's smart enough to go, okay, well, I'm, I'm we're gonna we uh, I'll stop fighting you for now. Let's go handle this other thing. Um, but yeah, you're, you're correct. So it, it's like, they're trying to force him into being this anti-hero, which is the one concern I have with Morbius. Mm-hmm. Are they going to make him a, cause he was the same thing. Yeah. He started off straight as a villain. Mm-hmm. Started off as a villain, became anti-hero, which I, I still feel like his, his best, um, use. And this is probably just, it's probably me. I, I don't think he works as well as an anti-hero. I think that he works better as a as a tortured as a as a as a well fleshed out uh, villain. Similarly to to the lizard, right? Mm-hmm. To, to Connors as the lizard, you understand Connors. You understand what he's going for. But at the end of the day, 
after he has become the lizard, he always has that as a part of him. And you and anything that he's doing to try to be good, it's it's just temporary. And then he's going to fall back to what he what he is at his core. And in Morbius's case, he is he's a vampire. He's the living vampire. Uh, he can only, in my opinion, he can only play good so long before he he reverts back. Morbius needs to be tortured. Venom, yes, needs to be kind of an asshole. Yes, one hundred percent. You know that like and, making uh, Norman Osborn a nice guy. Yeah, doesn't doesn't ha- doesn't happen. Yeah, cannot <laughs> be yeah. prick. Like Willem Dafoe as Norman Osborn was fantastic mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because you always wondered what his motives were because he always had ulterior motives. Yep. And, and I think that, I think that that's what separates Norman from Harry. Like when you look at those two, those two characters where Norman, Norman is Norman's like all in, yeah, evil basically like you he's he he you understand what he's doing he's an extremely intelligent person but but what he is going what he wants to accomplish is 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 not going to be well for everybody else not like dr doom where you know he's going about things really in a, in a really bad way but dr doom is like one of the most amazing smartest leaders that has his country has no poverty his country has no famine his country has no problems like that and they all absolutely love him. Yeah. I mean, and then what does he want to do? He wants to take over the world because he thinks he can run it better, which he may be able to. But what does he do to try to do that? He 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 does everything in a terrible, malicious way. And that's what makes him a villain. Norman Osborn doesn't do anything to help anybody but Norman Osborn. Yeah. Even in, in every iteration. Yeah. Norman Osborn is a prick. Yeah, he needs to be a prick. Yeah. You can- and Harry has more redeeming qualities. He's, he 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 struggles with the uh, with his you know with the, who his father is and his lineage. But yeah, he doesn't have that aspect of it. No, and that's something I hated about Spider Man Three is they made Harry an ass. Yep. Yeah, and, and it sh- he shouldn't be. And then so. Moving moving on from the two that we know about, we also and we mentioned uh end of the spider-verse, by the way. Um uh, moving on from from the from Morbius and that. they're making a sequel to to End of the Spider-Verse. Now I'm I'm pushing that further out because it's animated, it's gonna take quite a while. Um that's that's not gonna be on the horizon for quite a while. So some of the other movies that they have that are in pre-development, I think may happen first the question is which ones are actually going to make it they have there are at least five that they have mentioned that they are working on now whether or not they're going to actually do them is another story but i wanted to go through those five uh here and kind of get your thoughts on what you think about them i know you have the list in front of you the first one i think is most uh i mean if if we're doing sony's plan of let's do a villain movies um the the next one would be craven um, I think, I don't think they're going to do a movie. I think them and Marvel are mm-hmm. going to use Craven in Spider-Man uh, three. I would like that. I would like that. I, I am in this, I'm in the same, on the same page as you. I would rather them not do this. And I, and the second bit, the second one listed here, I also would rather them not do 
which as much as I want to see this happen, I don't think you can do anything like this without Spider-Man. So it needs to be a Spider-Man movie, which is the Sinister Six. I think they're setting that up in the MCU. Yeah, and they need, they really need to. Sony has said that they're doing it now, and I think that's going to have to be MCU. That's going to have to be a tie-in. Whether or not that's a, that's a Spider-Man movie, so Spider-Man and the Sinister Six maybe. Maybe that's Spider-Man 4. I don't know. Um, I think that's the best way to do it. I, it cannot be a standalone. You cannot do, in my opinion, I don't think these would be successful if you try to do them without uh, without Spider-Man. Who would the Sinister um, Six fight? Each other? Each, I don't. I guess you know what you know what I wouldn't put it past Sony to be like, well, let's do a Suicide Squad like movie with the Sinister Six, can't do it. and that would be terrible. Nope, nope, can't do it. Nope, don't like it. Yeah, Sin- Suicide Squad was already bad. Don't do it again. Uh, they already it again. <laughs> yep, yep. Uh, but we got James Gunn. Yeah, we have James the Gunn. The only person I think could actually do the movie yeah. right, and that's not saying David Ayer did a bad job. I mean, like the reports that have come out ever since the Snyder cut got announced, yeah, is that there is an air cut of of Suicide Squad, and it's a lot better. I'm sure it's better. Uh, I don't think that it's that great though. There was so much studio meddling even beforehand in what they could and could not do. Um, I, I don't. I don't think it would be. I think it'd be better. Don't get me wrong. I don't think it'd be great though. I think what we're going to get out of ju- the the Zack Snyder's Justice League, which by the way, that's what they're. Zack Snyder uh, recently had a discussion where he's talking about uh, 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 some aspects of it. Uh, I don't know if you you saw that, but I'll have a quick detour video, here. I didn't see the video. Yeah, um, but I did see that he discussed that it's going to have a different name. Yeah, so he wants it to have uh, he wants it to be called J- Zack Snyder's Justice League, and apparently, like that's kind of what everybody wants it to be called because that's kind of what it is at its heart. Um, he said that that's still kind of up in the air from a legal standpoint, um, that he, but he, he, he thinks they're leaning towards that and that's what he wants. Uh, he did say also it is over 240 minutes. Um, he did not specify, I mean, he said, I think he said at least 240 minutes. I, I think it could be longer. He did not specify when they asked him if it's going to be, um, released all as one movie or is nope. it going to be parts? He actually did specify. That? He said, uh, "I thought his I thought his exact words were you could watch it all in one sitting." His exact words are that will all come out at DC Fandom. Okay, okay. So he didn't announce it, but he did say the words. He did after after that. I guess he he did he did say you'll be able to watch it all in one sitting, which I think that means that they're not going to do a week one, week two, week three aspect of it. But yeah, um, I'm fine with it either way. I. I'm going to binge watch it. Whichever way it is, I'm going to binge watch Dude, it. Dude, I might come over and binge watch it with you. Yeah. Get COVID out of here and we can binge watch this. <laughs> um, yeah. It's, uh, it's, I, I can't wait for it. I can't wait for it. Um, I think that, uh, and also there was a, also a recent uh, release where Zack Snyder uh, released a Batman, uh, a black suit, uh, Superman yep. uh, scene. So that's pretty, that's pretty cool as well. And Henry Cavill looks, looks awesome. Um, by the way, I know quick, a quick tangent on a tangent, but did you see the Henry Cavill building a gaming PC video? Uh, no. Yeah, it, it, uh, he put that on his, uh, on his, I guess it was on his YouTube or something and the internet, you know, took off with it, uh, especially female fans about, uh, uh, uh but it's, I, I find it hilarious. I've seen people who were like critiquing it 
as if they didn't know that he was a mega nerd. Like they were critiquing it saying, Oh, it's, it's another actor trying to pretend that they're a geek. Like if you didn't know he missed the call that he was going to be Superman, he missed the call from his agent because he was raiding in world of Warcraft. Yeah. I mean, this is, this is, this is a nerd and he was building a new gaming PC. Uh, he did, by the way, um, he blurred out all of the, uh, the logos in his video. Um, I think it's because it wasn't a sponsored video and he didn't want anybody to like come after him, but it's really clear like what he, what he put in there. It's pretty darn good specs. And the only thing I could say at one point, he tried to put the CPU in like, uh, rotated 90 degrees off. Uh, and he really quickly realized, oh, that's not how it goes. And he fixed it, but everyone's like trashing him. I'm like, seriously, don't be jealous that the man is successful and knows, you know, and, and is also a geek. Like, don't try to take away his geek card. So did you hear when asked yeah Zack Snyder um let me get the exact quote here yeah we try to be exact here I appreciate you guys sticking with us on there when we when we do google things like this we don't we we don't want to be ones who uh who embellish over embellish or or all that okay we can do that all on our own yeah so here's the quote I'm pulling it up now Mm -hmm. um from the Toronto Sun so this is a legit publication Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. i would set the movie on fire Zack snyder won't use any of joss whedon's justice league footage um the exact quote was i would set the movie on fire i'd destroy it before i used a single frame that i did not photograph snyder said during the first inaugural justice con uh all right hold on i mean come on i i don't think i don't think there were because I've seen people who like have bought, who've pointed out like scene by scene, they're like this is a Snyder scene, this is a Whedon scene. I don't think that I, I feel like they're in. They're not. I don't think the Joss Whedon scenes are bad. I just feel like there's a big tonal shift uh, repeatedly. Um, plus, it didn't accomplish what he actually wanted to do with the movie. No, it didn't. And I mean, you and I have said it on this show, mm-hmm. and I think the biggest problem that Whedon had it wasn't his movie. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, you have one, you have one person who's very controlling and wants a certain thing out of their, uh, out of their product. And you handed that off to another person who has such a very different, uh, uh, thoughts on what he, what they want. Yeah. That, that was a problem. The biggest thing is, and it's like I said, he had two, two totally different directors, two totally different styles, two totally different tones. Um, you got Ray Fisher coming out saying it was a very unprofessional uh, production once Zach left. And he even went as far as to say, hey, Whedon, if I'm lying, sue me. Yeah, yeah. And I and obviously, like, you know, we could we could hash as to as to what happened on there. I think that it was I, I think, in my opinion, everyone as soon as I think as soon as Zach left the vision was lost. That's really what it boils down to. We could point fingers at everyone, anyone and everyone. The vision for the, for the project was lost for a movie that should have been the Avengers for DC. And it wasn't. So even though I don't like, I, I, I don't like that version of justice league. I don't like, I don't think the movie's that good. Uh, we all can agree that it's not good because of the situation. And maybe this will make up for it. If this puts DC back uh, back in line with a a a 
uh, watchable product, even if it is 240, 300 uh, minutes long, whatever it is, I'm happy with it. And because it's streaming, people have uh, the attention span to actually to actually do that. Well, and here's the thing too. Think about this: if it succeeds and somehow, some way, yeah, is better than the Whedon cut, which it probably will be. Mm -hmm. Is there a chance Snyder takes back over the DCU? I would, I would like to see that. I would like to see that, but whether it's him or someone else, I would like to see someone take over the DC, the DCU and have an overall vision and be a Kevin Feige for the, for the DCU. That's what they need. And they don't have one voice. Not yeah, they need one voice, and if they have one, whoever it is needs to shut up because they're not making good decisions. And this may this may be a good soft reboot, as it were, and then maybe maybe we don't have to do Flashpoint with a hard reboot. Maybe we can have a soft reboot, and everyone can just say, "Okay, well, we're back on track now. Let's move forward." And that may be what they need to do. All right, what's your next ones you're looking forward to? Next one, well, I'm not saying I'm looking forward to them, but the next ones that they have announced, however, I don't think I don't think they're gonna do it. They have announced, so I'm just gonna go through them real quick. Silk. That's basically like Spider-Woman, right? Kinda. Madam Webb. Okay. Which which I don't see how you do an entire movie. I love, I absolutely love the character, but I don't see how you do a movie about this. And Nightwatch. And Trevor, being someone who knows more about the movies than the uh, than the uh, than the comics, I'm guessing you don't know Nightwatch whatsoever. Uh, just like I didn't know Guardians, really Guardians of the Galaxy yeah. before Guardians of the Galaxy. Nightwatch, uh, Nightwatch has been retconned multiple times, but I have I've never thought it was a character who who could hold his own for um, you know for not even a comic series, but. But uh, I mean, not even a movie, but a comic series. I don't think he would work uh, for that. He was part of Spider Spider-Man universe, obviously. Um, to me, I think this was the time when everyone was trying to make, draw things that looked like Todd McFarlane's Spawn. So he looks very much like Spawn. Um, I just, I just don't think this is a character who can who can hold it. I think Moon Knight is is a character that can hold it better. And if you put these characters all together, people are just going to be confused as to uh, what differentiates them. They're not necessarily they're not similar as a character, but in regards to to what they can can and cannot do, it's like people can talk about Moon Knight versus Batman because in some ways they're very similar, in some ways they're different. But you know, I can define Thor. And I can define Superman, and they're very different people. Well, that's like saying um, Spectre is Moon Knight. Yeah. To me. Um, And Spectre's not Moon Knight. No, no, they're they're not. But I mean, your your average your average viewer needs to immediately look at someone and say, "Ah, this is new. This is different, and I know what that is." When the average viewer who doesn't know who Moon Knight is, they look at that and they go, "Is this white Batman?" No, not to be confused with the the Caucasian versus African American, but you have one who's wearing white, one who's wearing black. But Moon Knight has has gadgets that are like named after, like he has his own version of a batarang, he has his own kind of bat copter kind of stuff going on. Where if they in, if they put that in a movie, your people who don't know Moon Knight will look at that and go, "Is Marvel trying to copy Batman?" Which is not, but at the same time, you know. Well, I mean, let's be honest here. A lot of the characters early on were copies mm-hmm. of each other. Oh, yeah. 
Oh yeah, there's a list we could go through, but like um, Swamp Thing was copied off of um, oh, was it Man Thing, the the Marvel one, uh, Deadpool and Deadshot. Uh, yeah, there's there's copy after copy after um, uh, Namor and Aquaman are an easy one. Yeah. So I mean, he... Moon Knight is gonna be a Marvel, a Disney Plus show. They've already announced yes. it. Yes. I don't know how well that's going to work because apparently he's kind of like Batman meets the Punisher. Uh, if he was, if he was in regards to tone, I know there's a lot of other things here, but in regards to tone, I would say that's accurate. So, excuse me. Um, I I just I've never honestly got hurt in Nightwatch, so and that's probably a good thing, I guess. They've retconned him twice, and when they first had him, he he like took over and got like the suit of his future self who went back in time, and then it's just like it's one of those kind of like weird things where it's it's time travel chicken and the egg kind of thing, which I feel like you can only pull it off once, and then the then the luster of that uh, of that time of that of that uh, that story and that intrigue is gone. If that's what you base it on is time travel, uh, then the luster is gone as soon as you close the loop, uh, which which is what happened, I think, with uh, Terminator and Terminator 2. Terminator and Terminator 2 are perfectly uh, balanced in regards to closing that time that time travel loop. And then every other movie has destroyed the the perfect balance of the the paradigm, uh, sorry, paradox that uh, that, ti- that Terminator and Terminator 2 cause. Um you can't do Terminator after Terminator two. It doesn't make sense as much as I want to see it. I want to see it do well. It doesn't make sense after Terminator one and Terminator two. Yeah, no. And I mean, there's been some stinkers of Terminators, uh, yep. rise of machines. Uh, yeah, I walked out, literally walked out of the theater on that one. Um, yeah, but it's like, they're trying to do too much. They're trying to beat a dead horse. And I don't even want to say mm-hmm. dead horse. They're, but they're trying to beat the pinata when there's no candy left in it. Yeah. Craven needs to be in Spider-Man 3 because Spider-Man will be on the run. Who better come in mm-hmm. to hunt him than Craven the Hunter? Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 a perfect it's a perfect answer for for that. If he's on the run after the bombshell in in Spider Man Far From Home, spoiler of alert, everyone knowing that yeah, spoiler alert if you haven't seen the movie that uh, that Spider Man's identity is outed by the amazing J Jonah Jameson. Um, great, I, I love that. I absolutely love uh, that they brought uh, they brought him back for this, and uh, I love the. Um, Alex Jones esque Infowars esque character that they've turned him into. Um, what do you do now with Spider Man? If everyone knows that Peter Parker is Spider Man, or they think that Peter Parker is Spider Man, he's probably going to go on the run, like you said. Uh, have they have they uh, talked about the the title for that movie yet? I haven't seen anything concrete. Spider Man got outed. Spider Man, what? I got outed. My ass got outed. <laughs> yeah um spider-man not america's ass spider-man run from home <laughs> i don't know like, you got homecoming away? far from home something with home spider-man runaway well maybe uh i i don't know i think they've 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 done such a great job with the first two uh i think that i i have faith in them for the third one 
And um, I just I'm I'm absolutely loving like Tom Holland uh, in for Uncharted, by the way. Like I know we talked about it on the last show. We don't like Mark Wahlberg as Sully. I don't I don't not like Mark Wahlberg. I don't like him for this character. Um, but I can't wait to see Tom Holland as a young uh, a young um, Drake. It's gonna be well, cool. here's the thing. You're going to have to have an even younger actor cast because when in the co- in the uh, game, uh-huh. when Nathan Drake and Sully met, I think Drake was around, what, 14? I think so. I'm, I'm, I'm double checking their ages now. Please bear with us. <laughs> no, so yeah sully yeah because i'm looking at sully's age i, I and i think you're right because i know that sully had gray when they met but i can't remember his age so i don't know if he's this the the age the same age as mark Wahlberg, uh because mark Wahlberg is 49 he don't look 49 but he's 49 so I think he. I think that the character maybe he was forty nine when he met uh, met Nathan Drake. That makes sense. Uh, by the way, also, also speaking of uh, same ages, I think you'd get a kick out of this if you didn't see it already. Um, have you watched? I don't know if you watched last week tonight with uh, John Oliver. No, I didn't. Um, so he he does. You know, it's comedy news, whatever. So he was doing a thing about like you know making sure you're wearing your mask, or whatever. And he was saying that he he hired these different celebrities to put out their own videos about it. And one of them is John Cena. John Cena is the same age to the day as John Oliver. They're the same age, born the same day. Hmm. Which obviously, like he he makes a big joke about it. He's like uh, John. I was it John Cena makes a joke about it where he's like, I know how can these two things you know be anywhere near the same? Uh, I think say the same age, let alone the same species or something like that, because they're so different. But that shows you like obviously one genetics, two how someone takes care of their body. Mark Wahlberg, Mark Wahlberg is forty nine, but he has a better body than I think most twenty year olds. Oh, yeah. So. Good, good for well, him. For the Holland. only question is, are they going to, what's that? Except for Tom Holland. Yeah. Yeah. Which by the way, Tom Holland posting pics about like, he's like, if you, he posted pics on Instagram about like, if you're going to do a movie with Mark Wahlberg, you got to bring it. And Tom Holland is, has put on some pounds, like uh, some, some bulk weight, uh, and onto his frame. Um, look, and to my, in my opinion, he looks even better than he did. He has before, but he looked at that and said, well, if I'm going to do a movie with, with Mark Wahlberg, I need to bring it because Mark, you know, works out, I think it's an hour and a half or two hours every morning before anybody else wakes up. This man's in the gym. Well, so he did a thing with James Corbin. Yes, I absolutely loved that. <laughs> and he's like, well, how did it go? It was something like James Corbin's like, yeah, I want to come work out with you, mate. Wait, what mm-hmm. time? Oh, no, yeah. obviously. I think it's, was it 4.30 or 4 o'clock or something? Yeah. So, yeah. So, oh, here you, here you go. This is, this is, this is good. Uh, so... In, obviously, this is based on the uh, based on the Uncharted universe. Uh, so, Vic, Sully was born in 1951. Mark Wahlberg is born in 1971. So, obviously, there's a 20 year difference. However, uh, Uncharted, the video game, came out in was it 2007? Yeah, 2007. So, it's not necessarily exactly, but we have a timeline difference. There are only a few a few years in difference if you do the math on that they are give or take five or six years difference in age from when 
Mark from when you meet, oh, sorry, when Nathan Drake and Sully are together. So Sully's just had a lot of aged years in his like 55, 60 year old self. Mark Wahlberg is a little bit younger, but he's in better shape. So are they going to age him? Are they going to put some like some gray in Mark Wahlberg's uh, uh, hair? Well, they need to cut for Sully. He doesn't need to have that long ish Transformers hair that he had. Oh, Mark. uh, Yeah. Yeah. The last one. Um, Yeah, I think they need to gray it. I think they need to gray it um, because otherwise it looks like a like a younger brother, older brother kind of situation. Um, not that I mind that duo, but Sully Sully is not supposed to be a older brother esque character to uh, to Nathan Drake. Uh, they need they need that uh, that mentorship that uh, you well, know that kind of uncle kind of relationship because Nathan Drake does have a brother. Yes, he does. That yes, if you does. haven't played the games, you wouldn't know. Now, yeah. if you're asking me, if you're asking me, I've got uh-huh. the perfect person to play his brother. If they haven't, cast who, who, who would you cast? Chris Pratt as Tom Holland's brother. Yep. As a hobby, that okay. I want that for a lot of reasons, but mostly because I, I feel like the comedy between the two of them was so good in Avengers that I want to see more. What God do you serve? <laughs> what do you mean? What God do I serve? What are you talking about? Jesus? <laughs> Absolutely. Love my, my favorite part actually of all of that was, was the, uh, uh, was when Star-Lord asks if Footloose is, is still the greatest movie ever. <laughs> oh, dude, I use that like so much at, yeah. at events. Um, <laughs> I don't know if you've heard me. Like, dude, I go so into yeah. character. Yeah. The look when the look when 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 Parker says it never was, the look on his face. <laughs> oh, it's it's so great. It's, it's so great. The so, greatest movie ever? It's so good. Never was. Um I could I could see that. And if you're gonna put Chris Pratt, so Chris Pratt's forty-one. So Chris Pratt is eight years younger than Sully. You gotta age up Mark Wahlberg if you're gonna put Chris Pratt in this in this movie. Um and not to say that Chris can't play like a, a 30-year-old, which is basically what he's been doing for the past, you know, 15 years. Mm-hmm. Um he's like oh, right. I think it he doesn't age. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's it's. I think he's fine with that. I'm okay with that casting. But you, but but now you got to double down on aging up. Um, uh, Mark Wahlberg as Sully. Um, anyways, we'll off off of our, our our tangent on that to bookend to bookend our our discussion on the Marvel Cinematic Universe and this and the Spider Verse. Um, I think that if if I were I don't know if if I were Sony, I would branch more into the the spider verse if they can uh of miles morales of of uh, spider gwen i would not worry about Nightwatch. i would not worry about madam web and allow for more of a cohesive connection between the mc movies mcu movies and spider-man movies because the further along they try to get these like weird characters these characters that you know you and i know but a lot of people but I actually, some you don't know, like I mentioned Nightwatch, the further you go into that, the more risk you have of people going, well, why do I even want to see this movie if it's not tied into the MCU? You see Guardians because it's tied into the MCU, mm-hmm. 
we're gonna we're gonna watch Eternals because it's tied into the MCU. <laughs> if Image Comics came out with a movie that was an Eternals like movie, none of us would care. No. I'm sorry. None of us would care. It's new spawn movie. I'm hundred percent on, on that. That's been in pre it's been in pre-development, whatever forever, but I don't care about anything else for image. Sorry. No. And, and neither do I. Cause I've never read an image comic. Uh, <laughs> I have, I have, there are, there are, there are some good parts, but honestly, there's not a lot of, of, of weight to it. Sorry. So I have decided I have made the executive decision. Mm-hmm. Um, I have an email from the raw general manager. Mm-hmm. Really? You didn't even get that joke. <laughs> I did. Um, I know we're talking about next week. Oh, what are we even talking about? Worst adaptations of a character. Ooh, Top I'm excited. 10 bad movies with uh-huh. great casting. Hold on, which one, which one are we doing? We're doing both of these? We're doing both of them, because I feel like we can fit them both in. All right, so we're doing top, top 10, so bad movies with great casting and worst adaptation. So the character worst adaptation, are we doing one apiece, two apiece? What are we doing? I think we already listed our, listed one each in our notes section. Are we going to go with that? And then the top 10, top 10 uh, back and forth as we did uh, yeah. our first, our premiere episode. We're going to add a couple of the worst adaptations. Um, I say no more than three a piece, maybe four. Okay. If there's one that you have to, um, and we will talk about that. Now I want you, the listeners to hit us up on Facebook and tell us yours. We want interaction here. I want to know. I want to know what you, what you, who you think was the worst adaptation of a comic book character in a movie, BMCU, DCU, pre pre MCU DCU stuff. So if you want to talk about, if you want to talk about the old school Fantastic Four, which by the way is on my list here, the 1994 Fantastic Four, let's talk about. It. You want to talk about I, Dolph Lundgren as the Punisher? Let's talk it. about that. There we go. I didn't even know you were typing that. So. T- tweet at us or sorry uh, uh, mess- message us on Facebook put uh, respond to us however you want to communicate if you if you do that we'll talk about it on the show we will mention you uh, on the show uh, right now right now we're not getting as much interaction so let's bring that up and if you do it we'll put you on there hold on I got one more for you oh I saw that okay you stole one of mine so I'll, 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 I'll remain silent I'll remain silent and we will talk about it next week alright guys well if you're into sports check out the scrumsports.com for all your Tampa Bay sporting needs uh, that's my shame, shameless self that's right and always as always check out the land cave where we talk about video games we're living as nerds talking gaming gaming reviews gaming news uh, as well as streaming videos uh same rss feed by the way if you're listening to this on our podcast form same rss feed so check us out there and uh same thing you want to talk about if you if you think that we need to talk about something or we mis- make a mistake let us know on both of those or if you think our opinion sucks tell us but tell us I want to know. But give us a reason. Don't just say your opinion sucks. Yeah. If you tell me my opinion sucks, my first response to you is why? (laughs) If you can't give me a good enough reason, you're an idiot. I'm just going to say it. 
So that does it for this week. Next week, worst adaptations of a character and the top 10 bad movies with great casting. All that more next week on Breaking Cinematic Universes with Trevor and Patrick.